0: As the media was screaming about the newest COVID-19 variant, there was a virtual summit held by President Biden to help advance democracy that involved 111 countries. China and Russia were not invited, and both spent time trolling the event on social media. CNN reported, China has ramped up propaganda efforts in a bid to promote an alternative model of democracy, twisting the definition of the term to fit its own authoritarian one-party system. We'll compare Biden's so-called democracy and China's move to reshape the new world order in its own image. You'll find there's not much difference and that both are an attack on the American form of government and the individual freedom we all enjoy. That's in today's analysis behind the news where we provide the perspective and the plan to save American liberty and independence. During the opening of the summit, President Biden suggested democracy needs champions. He also said that global challenges have helped democracy decline in many countries, showing global freedom in retreat. As students of the historic struggle of man to get free and remain free, we beg to differ and suggest that definitions and context are what is needed here most. One of our most popular videos, Overview of America, explains the many popular forms of government found throughout the world and how each can be boiled down into two main ones. You might be surprised to know that democracy isn't one of them. As we see in the video, the word democracy comes from two Greek words, demos meaning people, and kratian meaning to rule. Loosely translated, this means majority rule, and as the video points out, this type of government sounds good, but suppose the majority wants to take away your home, your business, or even your children. What's to stop them? The flaw in majority rule is that it is not restrained. If more than half of the people can be persuaded to want or to do something, they rule. And nothing of yours is safe, including your property, your rights, and your freedom. The video argues that democracy is not a stable form of government and demonstrates how it is the gradual transition from limited government to the unlimited rule of the oligarchy. The video reminds us that the essence of freedom is the proper limitation of government. And the Founding Fathers agreed. James Madison, the father of the Constitution, wrote that, "...democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property, and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths." Alexander Hamilton wrote, "...real liberty is never found in despotism or in the extremes of democracy." And John Adams wrote, democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. The founders fashioned America as a constitutional republic. This graphic shows you where on the political spectrum a republic belongs to help balance too much government with too little government. Keeping this in mind, why would the President of the United States call the U.S. a democracy when in fact, according to our video, China tends to fit that definition better than we do. Most interestingly, China held its own virtual democracy summit, the International Forum on Democracy, with more than 120 countries attending. CNN reported in his keynote speech, Wu Wang Kunming, the ruling Communist Party's propaganda czar, extolled China's so-called whole process people's democracy, a concept put forward by Chinese leader Xi Jinping describing it as a true democracy that works. Since democracy eventually transitions to an oligarchy, and China is ruled by a group, the very definition of oligarchy, it certainly falls into that category. As the United States has helped to build the international order of countries, China is looking to do the same, but to replace U.S. leadership with itself. So as Biden places government priorities on globalism instead of Americanism, We see exactly what he has in mind from his speech and from the events he had scheduled at the Democracy Summit. For instance, he mentioned outside pressure from autocrats as a global challenge to democracy. He said, they seek to advance their own power, export and expand their influence around the world, and justify their repressive policies and practices as a more efficient way to address today's challenges. That's how it's sold by voices that seek to fan the flames of societal division and political polarization, and perhaps most importantly and worrying of all, most worrying of all, by increasing the dissatisfaction of people all around the world with democratic governments that they feel are failing to deliver for their needs. Without the proper context, he could be certainly talking about the US and how it helped to build the current international order. Hasn't America advanced its own power Export and expand its influence around the world and justify unconstitutional policies and practices as a more efficient way to address today's challenges? How else would you explain the unconstitutional practice of having military stationed all over the world? According to an online 2017 article from Forbes, the U.S. military has 200,000 active service members deployed in at least 170 countries worldwide. These range from a single military attache to the Marine Corps personnel providing security at American embassies. Would we have any reservations if our enemies did this? Would we sit still if China or Russia had done something similar? But it seems America is given a pass because of what are perceived to be good intentions. Perhaps it's because we want to see other countries have the liberties and freedom we think we have, Yet, our track record for this has been dismal. What's the best way to convince someone of a, of a specific stance? Is it to force it on them? Or is it to be a successful example that proves that stance? Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating for a new world order headed by China or Russia. Rather, I'm suggesting that America get back to basics by focusing on being the best example of freedom and prosperity we can be by understanding that the Constitution limits the government and not the people. As the Declaration of Independence indicates, too much government is detrimental to the lives and overall prosperity of its citizens. Our founders wanted government to do as it is prescribed, to protect our inalienable rights. These last two years have shown us that our governments are certainly way out of whack, trading seemingly temporary security for liberty. We have moved further away from the principles of our founders. President George Washington said in his farewell address in 1796, The great rule of conduct for us in regard to foreign nations is in extending our commercial relations, to have with them as little political connection as possible. It is our true policy to steer clear of permanent alliances with any portion of the foreign world. Thomas Jefferson also suggested, Commerce with all nations, alliance with none, should be our motto as well as I deem one of the essential principles of our government to be peace, commerce, and honest friendship with all nations, entangling alliances with none. Yet since at least the end of World War II, American leadership has been more geared toward ensuring an international world order led by elites through various world bodies, including the United Nations and its many affiliates. They called it a new world order. This order has resulted in countries becoming more and more entangled through what starts as trade agreements and progresses to economic and political unions. And say what you want about President Trump, but many, not all, but many of his policies stood in the way of this new world order. All of what Biden has done within his first year in office has largely been to appease those pushing this new world order. If allowed to continue, the end game certainly isn't too far away, which is a world government that all nations would be subservient. Biden's speeches, general rhetoric, and agenda are more aligned with the United Nations talking points of universal human rights instead of our individual, God-given, inalienable rights. For the United States to become part of this new world order endgame, the standard of living in the U.S. needs to diminish while it goes up in other less developed countries. Our wealth would go toward making that happen. Plus, our nation would be so dependent upon other countries that there would be no escaping the entangling alliance the New World Order dictates. And if all of this sounds rather fantastical, then ask yourself if this country is better off now than it was no more than, say, three years ago. Again, not trying to paint Trump as any type of hero, because he made plenty of mistakes and actually advanced the New World Order with his United States-Mexico-Canada agreement trade deal. However, Biden's democracy and Trump's Americanism show two distinct ways of governing. And again, our founders were against democracies. So China's actions in building a new world order with its leadership is no different than Biden, Obama, Bush, Clinton, and many other American presidents. The way to stop this was partially demonstrated by Trump, a return back to the practice of Americanism of following and obeying the Constitution, of nullifying unconstitutional government actions, of exercising our rights and holding our elected officials accountable. Since 1958, the John Birch Society has led the way back to Americanism. Members follow an agenda designed to preserve our founding principles, stop globalism, and restore American prosperity. You can imagine with the tyranny that each of us has had to face that more and more Americans are seeking answers and they are finding the John Birch Society. Join the John Birch Society today and help us lift this tyranny. A link to this is in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.